Welcome to Comic Talkers, where comics is always the top of our discussion. My name is Brandon. Yeah, I'm William. And today we continue on with our Black Panther Month um, with a book club. Now, for book clubs, we try to focus around stories about the main protagonist and maybe of an upcoming movie. Um, and, of course, with Wakanda Forever coming out, we wanted to focus on a story not just only about the Black Panther, but about Shuri as the Black Panther. And not only that, we wanted to involve a story that involves Namor, the Submariner. So the main story that we decided to go with is Black Panther Power. Now, um, for anybody who does not know, it's written by Jonathan Mayberry. Um, art includes, or what was it? Art is done by Will Conrad and Ken Lashley. Um, so just a little synopsis of this storyline before we go into this. Um, Wakanda has been attacked on every front. Heroes have fallen. Old alliances have been betrayed. The country is in turmoil. Now is the time for the new Black Panther to rise and make a stand against threats both foreign and domestic. Powers Bold is a bold new direction for the Panther, written by celebrated producer-director, um, what was it, Reginald Hudlin and multiple Bram Stoker award-winning author Jonathan Mayberry. Um, new game, new rules, and lots of surprises as the, new, as the new Black Panther is set on a collision course with one of Marvel Universe's most feared and powerful beings. And this collects issues, or Black Panther's issues 7 through 12. Um, Willie, what was your, um, not so much your take on the story, but what was your, when you heard about this story, when we talked about doing this, what was your take on it right away? Uh, my take was that this sounds like it's definitely a different take for the Black Panther and it kind of made me wonder if the new Wakanda Forever movie was getting a lot of influence from this just because of how many similarities that are in it uh, because we get to see a lot of uh, we get to see a lot of Shuri uh, we get to see a lot of Namor and we get to see a lot of kind of a interesting character that like I didn't even know existed because I didn't read a lot of the comics but uh, their mother who I can't remember her name but um, I think it was like Rolanda or something like that I'm, I'm terrible with names I can't remember I can take a look here but yeah it, it was a character that you don't really get to see a lot of in the comics. Um, and we just started glancing over her in the MCU. And this one kind of has like a central focus on her and Shuri. So it's, it was. It's her name is Ramonda. 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 That's what it was. Yeah. Now, but yeah, you get to see more development with her, a lot more interesting development with this story and with her. Yeah, so um, we can. I guess we can just take right away into the story. I do agree with you, Will, in this fact that I do feel like this is going to be a story that you do try to adapt a little bit more. Um, I do think they're taking things away from Avengers versus X-Men, where Namor does attack Wakanda at points. Um, I do think they're taking away a lot of this. So what was it? So yeah, I think this is going to be one of the other main focuses here. Um, so we're... We're pretty much getting started off with the story in issue number seven. Um, pretty much was Shuri giving a speech to fellow Wakandians. Pretty much like saying to keep, you know, 
pretty much that she is a Wakandan. She's out. She's not alone. It's time for us to stand. Pretty much everything like that. Um, pretty much it's it's a powerful speech the way she talks. So I'll, I'll kind of read it. Um, credit to Marvel, of course. Um, more than five hundred monuments carved with the names of our brothers and sisters, our sons and daughters, our family, our friends, taken from us, stolen from us in a wave of terror and violence unlike anything that has ever troubled the streets of our land for 10,000 years our people have been free been strong for 100 centuries we've stood against terror and attack and invasion but circumstance has slipped a dagger of doubt beneath our national and cultural armor and pierced our hearts we are at a crossroads a crossroads or crossroads that will define who we are as a trouble as a people and what our role is in the future of our nation. You look at me and you see the little sister to our nation's great hero. You see a woman, a daughter. You see a single raised fist raised against the sea, a sea of enemies. And a single voice shouting at the winds of terrible disorder. Listen to me, O Wakanda. I am neither girl, nor woman, nor sister, nor daughter, nor fragile voice in a raging storm. I am Wakandian and I'm not alone. Um, this, of course, now, so in this case, Shuri takes control of Wakanda. Um, at this point, what happens is, is that um, Dr. Doom has a lot to do with this. Um, and you'll see Dr. Doom later up show up in the story, which, by the way, I hope they bring Dr. Doom in the story somehow in the movie. Um, pretty much um, during this time, um, Namor, I believe, is trying to recruit T'Challa um, to join the Cabal, which... Of course, he denies. Um, so in this process, um, T'Challa is actually attacked by Dr. Doom, which is a cabal member. Um, which pretty much, Dr. Doom pretty much beats the crap out of him. And almost pretty much puts T'Challa in a comatose space. Now, at this point, well, T'Challa's up and up, up and going. He's trying to heal, trying to do everything he can. Um and he's trying to recover from his injuries. Now, at this time, he's still married to Storm. Um, so she does play a bigger part in the story as well. But so we kind of jump back to it's like, you know, of course, you have your fun little politicians that like to critique um, leaders and stuff like here. Um, they do play some big roles and pretty much, you know, they're they're disagreeing. It, it's kind of hard to really go over what they're saying because um pretty much that you know it's all conspiracies you know all this kind of stuff it, it, it's yeah i'm not even going to go too much into it but but in the process of it's pretty much one of the reporters is pretty much stating this that shuri is not it she pretty much feels that you know shuri is not ready for this you know and the fact that he feels that the royal family is really trying to hold information they feel that they know everything that has happened but yet will not tell us and and so pretty much you know the other there's two reporters who are pretty much bickering back and forth and the other reporter that's actually on the side of shuri and t'challa pretty much states this has some patience um when the princess regent returns from the visit to america there will be a press release that will make everything clear so we see Shuri go to the United States and gets to meet the president of the United States, Barack Obama, at this point. Um, pretty much she states to him, you know, that he wishes 
her brother a speedy recovery and pretty much has you know pretty much they have like peace talks like hey we're here to help you know but we do need some time like that you know and so what we come across so they she you know leaves the office and comes across agent ross now for anybody who does not know agent ross is in the movies played by um, I can't remember the dude's name, but he plays Bilbo back in the, in the Hobbit movies. Does that count? Martin Freeman. Is it Martin Freeman? If I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. I think it, I think so, yeah. I can't remember. Now I'm going to go look it up because I'm, I'm doubting myself. But yeah. So pretty much he, he comes into play. Pretty much states like, you know, that he's here to help. But, you know, sure, of course, calls him out like, you're a spy. You're not really here to help. You just want information. Um, but it, it's funny because now we kind of go across a couple of different things that are going to transpire. Martin Freeman, I was correct there. Okay. Um, so pretty much Sherry states to um, Everett Ross that she knows who he is. Brother talks about him all the time. Um, but you're, you know, you're a spy, but you're pretty useful at points too to us. And, you know, and pretty much he states, you know, I take it as you've you've been assigned to spy on me, and and it's it's just their communication is just funny. It's like spy is such an ugly word. Why are you even saying that to me? It's not entirely accurate, you know, inaccurate. He says, but it's just funny to kind of see it. Um, and so pretty much he states he's trying to figure out too, just try to see if there's an investigation going on for the attack on his brother. Because Shuri is not revealing anything. Um, and pretty much, but she does state there is an investigation underway right now. Um, trying to see who attacked um, T'Challa, everything like that. And and so we kind of find out that Shuri, you know, you know, Everett Ross, of course, says, that's why you're here, you're investigating. And Shuri mentions, I'm here on a diplomatic mission as a newly appointed head of state. Um, and pretty much Ross is trying to understand, like, you know, I can understand if you're here to try to find your brother's, you know, perpetrator at this point. Because at this point, I do the same thing. If you were doing this, I, I you know, but, you know, like he said, he tries to be kind of a smart aleck a little bit and kind of tells him, well, that's just me, but I understand you're head of state. So, like, he's trying to call her out, but at the same time trying to make her understand, like, I, I could understand where your pain's coming from because if I had that happen to me, I'd do the same thing. But um, but um, it's so they kind of continue talking, but all of a sudden we see this like mercenary standing up on what was it standing up on a building, and they're targeting Shuri. Now they come across, they blow up the cars that they're driving. Now. Okay. <laughs> It kind of comes down, you know, I'm just kind of skipping a couple pages. Let's put it this way. It comes to the point where Shuri does come out as the Black Panther, takes out all these guys um, before she can do any, before they can do any more damage and kind of find out um, when she is trying to get some information where these guys came from, what's their purpose, why are they trying to target them. Um, there's a fail safe and they're pretty much burned alive. Um and we do see there is a mysterious figure in that case. Now, during this process, too, we do turn to T'Challa. 
now, like we said, T'Challa is up, moving around, everything, trying to recover. Um, but he's trying to recover, and he is struggling really hard. And you do see Storm in the background. And, you know, we do hear that the doctor's trying to pretty much tell him, you need to take your time. You do not need to rush. There's no purpose in rushing this right now. But he, would, he wouldn't give up and pretty much tells the doctor to leave him. He's going to continue. And Storm keeps on trying to convince him too, like, you can't keep on doing this. You need to rehab. And we see that Doom really did mess him up. It's gone to the point now where he's weakened a little bit more, where he can't really, you know, now he's kind of seeing that there's something more than what he's realizing. Uh, but he wants to beat Doom because that's the only way he's going to get past this is to pretty much find a way to defeat Doom completely. Now, we turn back to Shuri. Um, Shuri is in a local hotel room, of course, hiding um, because they don't know there's any more attackers at this point. And pretty much they're trying to figure out what's going on here that, you know, there was an Inferno failsafe. Um, pretty much burns all matter down to an atomic level. So that's what pretty much happened to these mercenaries. Um, but it's interesting to see that some of this technology looks like they're coming from Stark Industries. At first, that's where they're thinking it's coming from. The power packs on the suits, I could be wrong, but I've seen the configurations and old catalogs from Stark Industries is what's stated. Now... It gets more interesting from here because we turn back to T'Challa. Now, T'Challa, you're going to see him kind of somewhat go on an adventure here because he feels, because of course, what does Dr. Doom mainly? Well, he's magic too, right? Not just so much a leader, but he does have magic. The Black Panther feels the only way I'm going to defeat these guys is somewhat use magic, but not only that, he's going to train his army to take down these highly advanced robots that he's created to come down to it. And we're going to see that more transpire later in the book or in the story. Um, but we see all the Dora Milaje, all his warriors in an underground area training. And so pretty much he states, and that's what ends this issue as we find out, pretty much he says, we got a lot of work to do. And that's end issue number seven. Now, well, along with I know that's kind of fast-paced a little bit um, because there is just more fighting in this. Um, yeah. What's your take on this so far? Like, What do you feel about Shuri? What do you feel about what's happening with T'Challa? Um, everything like that. Well, first, I'd just like to say that I like how they made Everett Ross look like a young Chevy Chase <laughs> in this comic. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. With long yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that aside though um i think i don't have much to say on shuri um she seems to be starting to develop into her role as the black panther like quite a lot in this issue and she does like seem to be processing everything as being the new uh, the new ruler of Wakanda. So it's pretty interesting to see how she goes there. But I like to see like the controversy that 
T'Challa is going through and the mental gymnastics he's putting himself through. Like he just got done going through such a traumatic event and you can see how much it's really affecting him. Right. It it really is. And then, you know, that's why I said it is such an interesting story to kind of see T'Challa kind of in a weakened state. Now we're going to see more stuff later on with him, but if you're okay with it, we'll just jump right to issue eight because there is more stuff that comes out. So we start back up with Shuri. Um, Shuri is still trying to get answers for attackers, trying to get under pretty much to analyze their technology that they were using, utilizing. Like they said, at first they feel like it might be a combination of Stark and Wakandan technology. So it was kind of a mixture of both. But what they find out is not only is that, but more of the stuff they found is more disturbing because the only places that you can find technology like this, and they say it, is Atlantis, or it's Atlantean technology. Now, pretty much we also find out, you know, we find out too that Nyx, um, which is kind of more Nyx and, of course, like her other royal... Um, I'm trying to find the right word there. Um, anyway, like her royal advisors, I guess is a good way to put it, are trying to find for traitors too. They feel pretty much it's like they say, you know, you know, pretty much we said it states, we ran deep background checks on anyone who ever came within sniffing distance of the top secret stuff, technology, weapon systems, secret security protocols. My people have compiled a list of possibles and we're running them down and he continues on to say, I'm looking for a traitor or traitors. We can't be so naive as to believe that everyone in the country is a loyal subject to the, of the crown. The fact that any of our technology got into the hands of people who'd actually attempt to kill the princess regent proves we must practice extreme vigilance in our search. And pretty much they advise him like, hey, you need to tread carefully here because if you do this, you could spark more stuff that we don't want to initiate. And we kind of find out, Nick comes to find out there's more. And, and, and he states, we couldn't recover the actual machinery, but I ran a dozen pattern re reconfigurations rec or recognition, recognition profiles of the, on the configuration of the uh, propulsion harness used by the assassins. The answers are deeply disturbing. This technology is without a doubt Atlantean. So we do find out Atlantis, someone has something to do with this case. Now, we turn back to these two reporters. Now, the reporters, I like I said, I'm not going to go over every time we see them, but they do play a big part to kind of tell you what's going on with Wakanda right now. And, and so one of the main things they want to talk about is, you know, of course, like banks are closing, things like that right now. Um, what happens is, is that, and the guy that's been so against her right now um, pretty much states, Wakanda needs its leader to be here, to guide us through this from, through this from home. For centuries, Wakanda has been immune to the problems that have weakened and destroyed other nations. Self-sufficiency has been our bedrock. Now we rely on trade with other countries. We incur debt and barter for goods like a nation of blue-collar tradesmen. That's not who we are in a path as pedestrian as that will lead to economic and cultural collapse and anarchy. 
Now, Willie, I want to talk to you about this because I think that is such a major point that we bring up here. Because Wakanda has opened themselves up to the world. Do you see, like, do you understand where he's coming from? Or do you feel that, again, this is just another situation where people don't really understand the full truth of what's going on? In a way, I guess I can see where he's coming from. Because when you have a civilization that's so advanced uh, technologically, financially, and they decide to open up and share their share their knowledge it creates this huge dynamic where now everyone is able to have access to this and and like once more people start getting access to it it kind of diminishes the levels of other places that do not have the same resources do not have the same know-how and uh, once people start understanding those things, it can create a huge leap in uh, kind of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, a huge leap in digression for some nations that don't understand it. So like as he was specifying that we have banks closing down, we have uh, people going through difficult times because of this. It's because it's it's created like this huge rift, and it, it's just yeah, finding the right words to describe this stuff. It's. All the technology is above my head too, so I'm having trouble like putting it into words. But I kind of understand where he's coming from. Okay. Now, do you see this being a major issue when it does come to Wakanda Forever? Do you see that happening where they might be struggling more, Wakanda itself? I think I can kind of see it happening because. Now it's going to get to the point where they're not highly advanced keeping to themselves. Everyone's having access to it. So it's going to it's going to make their resources less valuable. Okay. So we'll come back to T'Challa. I kind of want to keep on this whole story about Shuri. Um, so pretty much Shuri says they need to find they pretty much all they're, they're all sales standing there talking after they found the that part of their technology is Atlantean. Um, they pretty much need to, they pretty much say they need to find somebody to, what, who do we need to crack down? Who do we need to hunt? Because at this point, this needs to be taken care of before it gets worse. Um, it, so there's a, you know, so pretty much the conversation kind of starts off like this. It doesn't make sense. Prince Namor and his people have always been friends to my brother and our people. And, Pretty much Nix goes off and says, this is the same unit used during the last two assaults Atlantis made on the U.S. mainland. The design is found nowhere else on Earth, and certainly no land-based group, not even AIM or HYDRA, has pirated this technology, at least as far as we know. So pretty much they say they did find a lead. 
the lead goes to a company called Hellerman Exports or Hats for short. Um, and they're out of New Jersey. You know, pretty much Nick states that pretty much that it's the best place to start. It's tied to a man who has made something or of a reputation brokering technologies to politically extreme groups. But, you know, he says it might not be the best one, but it's like Sherry said, it is a start. We need to find this information. So she pretty much suits up. And I love this whole scene where she's getting all the technology coming into play. And I love this scene because I think, you know, you get it, it's just really interesting to see this. You get the claws. You have all this kind of stuff. It, it's just amazing to see this. Um, Kevlar and spider silk mesh gloves. It, it's just fun to kind of see the technology that she's utilizing <laughs> compared to what T'Challa utilizes. Um, and it's interesting to see this. So she actually goes on the investigation. Now we find somebody here, um, and you're going to hear this a lot in the story. And his name is Flea. Now, Flea is pretty much up in space right now. So, um, you know, pretty much state. So, like, she's kind of like the man uh, and the man behind the computer for her right now. And <laughs> I love his little comments. He says, I'm locked into um, geostationary orbit above beautiful downtown Newark. I'm wired in and ready to download everything from NORAD launch codes. To the Jay-Z CD that they're releasing next month. It's just funny to kind of ha hear those comments a little bit. Pretty much, he's like he says, I'm your eye in your sky and the bug in your ear. So, so she goes down, starts invading um, um, Hex, but we kind of find out there's somebody waiting there for him. Now, she gets some of the, techno the, the information that she's looking for, but there is somebody waiting there. Um, and her name is Oyaku. Um, it, so she's pretty much been a hired assassin pretty much to come out and fight against Shuri um, but Shuri pretty much takes her down um, and it, it's kind of a I don't want to go over the dialogue here because some of the dialogue is kind of like the only thing I will sit here and say I did enjoy about Shuri here um, or what was it there was something she said that I was kind of like laughing um I can't find it here, but pretty much it's the whole thing of like she didn't get to, she didn't have, she hasn't had a lot of experience to talk trash as a superhero, so that's why he wanted to do this more. Um, but then she does end up defeating, um, um, Oi, I think it's Oyaku, correct? If I, I've just said it and I can't remember what I said. Um, yeah, Oyaku. Um, I had to sit here and remember that for a quick second. Um, <laughs> but she does defend her or defeat her pretty much and and then pretty much black panther escapes or we get to that part later on. um let's turn back to black panther or t'challa now t'challa um we find out is learned trying to get back into sparring trying to trying to get back into shape somewhat and but pretty much the doctor keeps on telling him if he continues this, he's going to kill himself. And he's not allowing him time to recover. Like he's in a ring boxing. Is that he's trying to get back up and going? Um so he starts to train the door of Milage or his his underground army. Um to pretty much improve their efficiency, to prove everything. And 
pretty much they need to create pretty much tallest states. They need to create a new fighting style at this point uh, that will counter the robots that Dr. Doom has. And, you know, they're pretty much trying to make a way where they don't have a lot of casualties at this point. And they state, if you want to oppose, pretty much like his right, her right, his right hand person pretty much states this. If you want to oppose magic, then you need to find your answers elsewhere. Now, we do turn elsewhere. Um, well, before that, we this was a good scene. I really enjoyed this one too. It's the Chalice fighting one of his um, a boxer or a guy that he's pretty much hired to bring in um, to help him. Or and <laughs> he gets them pretty good. He gets to Chala pretty good in the chest area <laughs> and he comes up to him and he goes majesty i'm forgive me i'm you know i'm and pretty much tala yells at him don't be sorry he says you know i wasn't fast enough to block it it's my you know and pretty much he says I'll, the other guy goes i'll tone it down and he goes no you're not going to tone it down you're going to continue to fight me the way you're fighting me now and and you know he goes, I'm trusting you to be the Wakanda champion. If I can't beat you today, then I'll try tomorrow. But I only want to face the greatest warrior in the land. And then, you know, let's try it again. Let's mean it. And they're both in the shower trying to calm off what they just did to each other. It's actually really funny to see this scene. Um, but the last thing we think with T'Challa is he goes to this sorcerer. Now, you know, pretty much states that, you know, they're trying to, he's trying to find a way that he can utilize magic in his fighting style. Because at this point, he feels that's the only way he's going to defeat Doom. In this case. Now, like we said, we do end with pretty much um, the last thing that I really want to bring up is we do end with this group of mysterious people around a table. And this is during the fight with Shuri and um, Oyaka. Um, so she pretty much, they're pretty much watching them and they say, you know, I'm going to kind of read a little bit again, again, credit to Marvel. Um, how cooked are we if she gets away with that hard drive? And then he goes, it doesn't matter. Nothing on that hard drive will lead her to us. The moment she bypasses security, the auto systems hard dumped the real data and flash loaded the entirely different intelligence package. One that we want her to have. The data in that hard drive will lead her to someone who will do our work for us, someone against whom she has no chance, no chance in hell. And it shows Namor. Um, that ends end issue eight. Now, Willie, what's your take on this story um, with that la with this latest issue, especially T'Challa's story? Yeah, I I like seeing how. Uh, T'Challa is start, starting to process everything and develop and he's like he's going towards this path of destruction self-destruction but he feels that it's necessary in, in order for him to recover and grow stronger and just seeing how he handles everything it it's kind of fearful but also like encouraging in a way because he's putting himself through so much strain and you wonder if in the end it's going to be very beneficial to him in the end. Okay. Uh, and I love the battle that we see with uh, Osaka or Osaka or oh, Oyaku. 
Oyaku and uh, Shuri. It's very intense and very funny, honestly. They're, it's probably the funniest fight that we've seen so far. Now, I got a little ahead of myself. She doesn't escape till issue three. Um, she does fight Oyaku a little bit more. She is able to escape her holds, everything like that, and then escapes. Um, pretty much telling the the aircraft that came in to come and fire his weapon, ready to hot, and pretty much takes off in the plane. But, you know, and it's it, so the main part of it, so that's what starts issue three is her escaping. Um, but we do turn back to T'Challa. Now, T'Challa is still with this sorcerer. Uh, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, pretty much he gives him this, gives T'Challa this like potion that he's made. And he says here, the herbs you've taken, the runes painted on your flesh, they but open the door, my lord. This admixture will push you through. And he goes, you know, T'Challa pretty much asks him, I'm not interested in the spiritual journey. I need this to give me what I can, can't can get from weights and physical therapists and training Zavar, or Zavari is his name. Sorry, my bad. I could not remember his name. I need power. And so Zavari goes and continues on and says, rest assured, this may not be the safest pathway to you to what you seek, but no other route is faster. The only question is whether the damaged vessel of your body will be able to contain the power you seek. Many others have tried. Most of them died screaming. You know, so pretty much T'Challa pretty much tells him to save his warnings for others. T'Challa takes this potion and pretty much is enlightened with these powers. You know, and so, and, but he's knocked out, right? So he didn't die, but he is pretty much knocked out. Um, so we turn back to these two reporters. I'm not going to lie if I didn't say there was some that was just like, okay, this is getting a little annoying. But they do bring up good points of what's going on. And I think this is a good way to kind of – I like how the writers or the writers or the creative team on this really tackled that, where they went, let's talk about what's happening in Wakanda without really showing what's really happening. And – so it's actually really interesting to see here. Um, they find out two banks out of the 20, um, again, closed again. Um, the And they find out that these two bank accounts were more than six, or for, what was it? For more than 60% of Wakanda's international trade. They succumbed to the uh, fiscal virus that has been weakening economies around the world. Now, you know, so pretty much it says the effects, you know, there's just, a, you know, Wakanda hasn't, pretty much continues. Wakanda hasn't cured a national debt for the first time in its history. And where is our royal family during this crisis? Where is our leadership? And Aru, who is Storm, and the Queen Mother are, and they go, the Queen Mother should be in retirement, not hustling spin control for an absentee princess regent. But we also can, and why is Aroo even involved in politics? She's a foreigner, and she is no longer queen. No, the soft liberal view of this too, of this too shall pass in 
aching or aching to burying the, your head in the sand. Wakanda is turning into a runaway train, and there doesn't seem to be anyone at the controls. Now, what I liked about this, and this is why I know, like, when we talked about our top five stories, this is why I couldn't put the bride in my top conversations. The fact that, one, it is a struggle, two, Wakanda's really not on board with this. Um, fact being that not only I feel like they not so much view her as a foreigner, which they do in some ways, but they view her more because she's a mutant. Willie, what's your take on this view of Wakanda before or before we go into that? During that whole little conversation, we see a major villain looking into this, and it's Doctor Doom. Anybody who does not know who Doctor Doom is, well, and what's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> Doctor Doom is probably one of the most popular, probably top five, maybe top two villains in Marvel comics. Um, mainly the villain to the Fantastic Four, but he's grown to be a villain to the Marvel universe. Um, period. Um, so, Willie, back to you on that quick. What's your take on their view about Oroo or Storm? I I get the underlying view that is associated with Storm, uh, both because, like, technically she's not really queen anymore and that she is a mutant and she is an outsider from Wakanda. But there's also that view that... Um, now that Shuri's in charge, she's supposed to be the one kind of taking command, and instead she's having to deal with uh, the Black Panther stuff and deal with the situation that's going on and getting roped into this uh, Namor co connection in Atlanta, Atlantis. So... It's kind of this big struggle that I can see for somebody who is trying to play the hero role while also being in charge of a nation. So, like like I said, I do kind of get where he's coming from, but it's like knowing that he, understanding for the, the readers that he doesn't know the whole story of what's going on, what's going on in the backgrounds, it shows how there's a misleading kind of perspective that he's getting. Okay. Now, we continue on with Shuri. So, mind you, during this whole um, attack on Hex, she was able to download information and give it to Fleet. So, so pretty much all that information has been referred to Nix, who's one of her other technology, kind of like one of her advisors. Um, so pretty much they, he states that they've been running the decryption as soon as they downloaded the data. Um, now he, you know, of course he reminds her that hey, Hellerman or Hex is just the broker. Um, so pretty much they continue going. The broker keeps very detailed records on his clients, including surveillance. Not sure why, paranoia or fear of being implicated by them to world governments. Point is, there's a file that details at least forty transactions with someone selling out South, which is Atlantean salvage. Um, the client has been paid over a billion dollars for these materials, like many of the biggest clients. He's known only by a code name, Rex. Selling technology nicknamed Rex. And he goes, that we're all, so pretty much he, they state, don't please, 
let's not pretty much they say please don't tell me that we're all thinking the same thing now we turn to namor now namor has a little quick scene in this issue it's not a big scene but pretty much he's he's watching you know all the news and stuff going around and finding out there's still questions regarding the terrorist attack that nearly claimed the life of wakanda or the king of wakanda um you know, of course, they said Wakanda officials are pretty silent about this situation. Um, so pretty much they're trying to do, but they did state a close official to them has stated they are trying to do everything they can to find and punish those who are responsible for this attack. Um, so pretty much they state that, you know, they need to find more information. Um, so they did find there was a couple... Uh, pretty much a couple traders that or a couple people they have in mind that might be doing this um the decryption so pretty much nix comes out and says the decryption team has found records of substantial money transfers to two w former wakanda nationals um, both former military both in position to have access to the microchips used in the wrist cannons and the attack of the mic or motorcade both living here in the United States, military records, photos, and last known addresses are being downloaded to Zakar's security PDA. Um, there's one in Philadelphia, and the other is in Brooklyn. And then pretty much they split up and state, you know, we got to find these guys. And pretty much they state, you know, sure, he lets them know, like, you know, like, you stay, you know, keep digging, especially on our friend Rex. And pretty much states to Nix, if you're guessing wrong on that, it could blow up in our faces. Find me proof, not guesses. Proof. So we turn back to T'Challa that's finally utilizing these magic powers that he just got. Um, but he's like, what I like about this is that he's really facing all these, you know, all his past. You know, pretty much what I love about this Um he's talking to these mysterious figures and he goes, you know why I'm here? I do, do you? And he goes, T'Challa returns back and says, yes, I need to know what I must do to save my country. The figure turns back to a Black Panther looking figure and goes, that is the wrong question. Then it changes to kill him. And he goes, first ask, what do you need to do to save yourself? And then here comes Dr. Doom. And, and these are just visions. This is not literal, but it's something he's still dealing with. Now, we kind of find out, um, I'm not really going to go too much into that end. Um, we turn to Shuri, and he's she finally contacts Dr. Richards. Willie, who's Dr. Richards? Dr. Richards... That is Mr. Fantastic himself. It's Mr. Fantastic. Now, why do you think, I'm going to ask you this. Why do you think he's, she's trying to get in contact? Who does he have contact with? Is the main question. Uh, who does he have contact with? Well, he has contact with all the mutants. And well, there's one mutant in particular they're looking for. Yeah, Namor. Is one of the main reasons too they're looking for it. Now, pretty much what happens is is that she's communicating through them through like of course like a Skype call or things like that through their technology. You know, 
and so pretty much, you know, of course, you know, Reed Richards asks um, Shuri about how is doing. And, you know, he's coming along, he, he's being stubborn, he doesn't like help from anyone, he, you know, so so pretty much he steads. You know, so Shuri pretty much tells Reed Richards, my pride, or what was it, that's her, you know, which is Princess Regent Intelligence and Division Executives, is what it stands for, um, has uncovered some very disturbing links between the weapons used in the attack on me and an old friend of yours. Oh, who? Prince Namor. And, and then, so pretty much Mr. Fantastic asks, tell me everything. So, I'm trying to see here. So, pretty much she goes on a, to, you know, we don't know what is said after this. But we do turn back to T'Challa. Now, T'Challa is still trying to get used to these powers, everything like that. Um, and pretty much, you know, they stay. So, we find out that all that was just a vision of what's been happening, everything like that. Um, so T'Challa wakes up. It's kind of like, you know, how in the movies you have the ancestral plane. But pretty much he's trying to get guidance from his ancestors or people who've had this power in the past. And then he's still facing the fears of what's really happened to him. Um, but he does rise from, you know, pretty much all this and pretty much has all these powers, pretty much renewed back to strength, um, like normal. Um, so what I love about this too is that what I love about this? So we turn back to these reporters, and they actually invite Storm to their to their news. And some questions are really asked about this, so I'm going to kind of talk about this again. We'll credit to Marvel. Um, Princess banks are failing. The stock market gets softer each day, and voices are being raised in protest. What's behind Wakanda's current crisis? And Storm kind of goes, you know, or he continues. It is. Is it, as many suggest, the absence of the princess region at a time when guidance is most crucial? Storm responds with, with all that's going on in the world and with the challenges we're faced here in Wakanda, there's a rather common tendency to use knee-jerk terms like crisis as a blanket label. That kind of thinking shows little faith in who we are as a people and no faith at all in Princess Regent's Shuri. And the guy continues... You know, we're talking about what is essentially an absentee ruler since ascending the throne. She has spent more time abroad than here where she belongs. And Storm pretty much states, I have great faith that Princess Regent Shuri is exactly where she belongs. And I have no doubt that she is doing everything she needs to do to keep this country safe from enemies foreign and domestic. Um, we see that Shuri does come across... Um, one of these informants that they're trying to find. Now, we find out, so she contacts Flea, which remember, Flea is her guy in the sky. Um, or Flea in the sky, I guess is a good thing. Um, so she pretty much says, pretty much asks what information does he, what does information does he have on this person that they're looking at? And his name is De'Aaron. Um, age is 33, Wakanda National, living under the alias Darius Aaron. Here in the state's false passport, identifying him as a Sudanese, if I'm pronounced that correctly. Um, enlisted in Wakanda Air Force, quick promotion to officer training and flight school, specialized in weapon systems, promoted to captain, worked as a test pilot. 
And he goes, why, you know, Cherry pretty much asked, why did he leave? And pretty much Splee continues, injured in a crash, took medical retirement, given a hefty severance, but shortly afterward left Wakanda. That was two years ago. And so, so we see that she's going to enter this into the apartment and pretty much slams this guy up to the wall. Now, you know, pretty much the guy questions, like, who are you? And I said, you know, and pretty much Sherry says, you know who I am. I'll ask you, ask once nicely, a name and two words, the broker, targeting microchip. And the guy pretty much says, I don't. And he goes, your queen is getting impatient. And the guy returns back and says, you're not my queen, little girl. You and your whole family have brought Wakanda to the point of ruin and disgrace. We were a proud people once we will be again. Disguising treason and greed, or pretty much sure he states, disguising treason and greed behind a mass of self-righteous nationalism, that's a new one. I am Wakanda. And she and the guy states, you're nothing. You've betrayed the sacred heritage that was that has made Wakanda great. If you were truly worthy to wear the Panther mantle, you would never have walked into the trap. And he has a ball and strap to his to his chest, pretty much, and blows up the building that he's in. Now, it's unknown. Of course, we know Shuri is still alive, but at this point, we don't know Shuri is alive. Um, we turn back to Wakanda, and we turn back to Black Panther and the Dora Milaje as they're fighting against some of these robots they've made that would pretty much be what they would be or what they would be facing against or somewhat like the drones and stuff like that. And the Chala joins the fight and really goes in there to destroy him. They really test his abilities. And and so we turn back to Shuri. Now Shuri is alive at this point. She escapes. And but the next thing you know is that Oyaka comes back. And pretty much Flea finally gets in response with her with Shuri before this happens and pretty much says, you know, are you all right? And pretty much says, No, Flea, I don't think I am. And then, oh yes pretty kitty and then all of a sudden you see the whack on the face and it's Oyaka and her kind of her minions from you know pretty much so this starts we don't see the fight to the next issue um this issue this ends issue nine so willie what's your take on issue nine i i feel like the part that i enjoyed the most was the a news interview that happened where they had Storm and that pretty much emphasized what I had said. They don't fully understand what's going on in the backgrounds and uh, what Shiri and uh, the Black Panther situation is going through and what they're dealing with whereas Storm kind of understands and she knows that Shuri is doing doing what she needs to do. She's doing the stuff that you guys aren't paying attention to. Right. Now, we're going to pick up right at issue 10. Now, issue 10 picks up right where we left off at issue 9 with Oyaka coming in to fight Shuri again with her minions. And <laughs> it, it's just funny to kind of say, you know, so Oyaka comes up and says, hello, kitty, you ready for round two? And Shuri kind of responds back as, as a matter of fact, I am. It's been a real beep. 
Um, I'm going to say the word. I'm not going to say the word at all. Um, it's been a real beep of a day, sister, and I could really use some recreational violence. It just, it you know, it, it's just funny kind of, you know. You know, and then she's the Oyaka kind of responds back with, I'm so happy to hear you say that. That the kills no fun. The kills no fun without a struggle. And Shuri responds back, says the mouse to the cat. And they continue, they go down the fight or pretty much continue fighting. She Shuri pretty much comes out victorious. She defeats all the minions and Oyaka. Um so that kind of starts it off the issue. Now we turn back to the two reporters again. And like I said, I don't care for them, but I do understand their importance in the story. It does make sense where they're coming from. Um, so pretty much, um, you know, of course, um, the reporter that's more on the side of the Wakanda family um, pretty much states the princess regent gave a powerful speech she addressed the financial crisis and laid out the government's step-by-step -step plan to deal with it and the reporter again that's against her pretty much says yes it was very well written but clever words are not what this country needs right now they need leadership real leadership that's not phoned in and So, and another point that the guy brings up is that Wakanda has gone from a global power to a punchline. That's something else I really enjoy about this. Um, and the report that's on their side, it states, the world news services are behind us. Make no mistake, Princess Arroyo has been sent to deal with the farmer's problems. She'll set them things right. So what's going on here is there's a drought going on right now. Um Right now, their plants and stuff are not prospering. Of course, then none of their, that's why their, you know, their economy's failing at points and so on and so forth. And, and the guy, the one that's against so far what everything's going on, it says, yes, the weather witch is coming to the rescue. The question is, was she really, is she actually sent by the princess regent or is this another example of scramble tactics by whoever is left at the palace holding the bag. And and so pretty much this mystery team pretty much comes out to Dr. Doom and says, are you watching this? And that they're falling apart. Wakanda is really falling apart at this point. From And, um, and pretty much states that everything that Dr. Doom has set into place is coming in the way they want it to. So Dr. Doom, we do find out, is the mastermind behind this all. Um, we turn to Arroyo or Storm. Um, and so they come across the farmlands, and so they're she's talking with some of the people there um, that run the farms, and pretty much says this is what we're seeing all across Wakanda, and pretty much um, pyrotophora infestation or infestants have devastated almost 30% of the potato crop and 16% of the hybrid huckleberries, leaf um, petioli and stem blight disease have virtually wiped out the sweet potato harvest for this season and we may lose the entire corn crop to Herkimen. I, I'm sorry if I pronounce those names wrong but pretty much dates that the blights never before seen on the continent. We've used every specific of 
and broad spectrum to pretty much and there none of their methods are working um and pretty much states we used to be you know we should be in the middle of the harvest this should be a time of abundance and celebration instead every day hundreds of families are applying the, for food assistance something has to be done before wakanda becomes a blighted desert so storm tries to come in use her powers to restore this all um and you'll find out later that this isn't working that there might be more problems than what they're realizing um so it, it, so you know we turn back to Shuri Shuri and just defeated all the minions in Oyaka and she's able to contact um her two um two of her other um oh gosh I can't really even say the word um there are other two like advisors um through flea and then and pro pretty much what stated is um, Flea states, Majesty, I lost my video feed and I'm only reading two life signals. What happened? And Shuri pretty much states, the Cybernauts are dead. Flea, someone must have remote activated their Inferno fail safes. And so Patrick, so Zakar is their name. I do apologize. I hope he and Myra, so that's his other. So pretty much they contact Zakar and Myra um, to Shuri and pretty much states, um, it's a pretty much he that this other guy did pretty much the same thing that you know her target did to her you know means cuss you know so some things about you i wouldn't repeat under torture but just as triggered the bomb he yelled as just as he triggered the bomb he yelled a single word and they said disturry and go, how did you, and he says, same thing happened here, insults a bomb, and, or, and that word disturbing, he goes, it's Swahili, I think, yes, it means custom or tradition, though I've heard it used for other purposes, such as, and, um, what was it, Myra states, it was something I heard about it, after I, um, had to leave the Dora Milaje, and so she goes on a little story about, um, what was it? I'll kind of read her story a little bit. After I was injured and dismissed, I knocked around the continent for a while, did some mercenary work. Every once in a while, I'd be approached because of some my skills and training, sometimes because of my connections to the Wakandan royal family. If you travel in certain circles, you tend to meet the wrong kind of people, extreme types, if you take my meaning. For years, there's been very, been very quiet dissension in certain quarters, people who don't like the way things have been run in Wakanda, who don't like the fact that King T'Challa married a foreign-born woman, that don't like the fact that vibranium and technology based on it have been sold to foreign governments and to vigilante groups such as the such like the Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D. that ugh, that see all of this as proof that the royal family's um, interests and loyalties lay beyond the borders of Wakanda. These people feel that Wakanda have moved, has moved away from its aged old connection to traditions and customs. And, you know, but pretty much states that this is how Wakanda is feeling at this point. We turn back to T'Challa. Now, T'Challa, 
you know, pretty much states that they have to test their warriors out a little bit. And so T'Challa, you know, pretty much says, if war, if the war changes Anika, so must the warrior. Beloved, this is too dangerous. If this old fool's spells are off even by a single letter, I appreciate your concerns, Anika, but please be silent. I asked for this. I'm ready for this. So they started attacking T'Challa. Now, they've asked for this. He's asked for this, so it's pretty much states. He pretty much says, don't hold back. I want you to try to kill me. And then it kind of blinks away for a little bit. So we come back to him a little bit later, and he actually escapes. Um, and so what's funny is it's that it's funny. It's like, so Nika actually calls off the attack and pretty much says, Majesty, have the magics of the strongest alkalites destroyed you? And T'Challa goes, no, old friend, I am not dead. In fact, I have never felt more alive. So the magic abilities are working on me. Somehow, someway, they are. Now, Shuri kind of contact or contacts Storm. At this point, um, they're talking about the whole situation with the drought and famine kind of thing going on right now. Um, and so Storm pretty much alerts her that this is unnatural. And Storm pretty much states, I brought rain to 80 fields so far, but everything is badly wrong here. The rainfall sinks into the ground, but the root systems won't hold it. They continue to wither as if they're in a drought. It doesn't just go against science. It goes against nature. And pretty much, you know, when Shuri asks, what does Charlie think about this? And she says, Charlie's barely talked to me. And, um, but since he's, you know, so pretty much they state they're going to try, they have to find something. At this point, there has to be something that they can do. Um, so we continue on with Shuri. At this point, what happens is, is that Shuri and talking with Nix and, of course, with Myra and Sakar, and they're, they found footage of the royal quinjet before it went down and attacked um they pretty much find this footage and they send it over um they send it over to mr fantastic at this point he states you know he's reviewed the image files and he's pretty disturbed by this now pretty much he's sure he pretty much tells him like look i'm gonna go after me at this point this needs to be taken care of now before it gets any worse. And so Mr. Fantastic looks at him and says, well, wait for backup. I can get Fang and Johnny here and we can go and help you. But pretty much sure he states, I, I got to do this on my own. You know, pretty, you know, I got to do this. And then he says, what if he refuses to answer your questions? And he goes, I'll insist. And pretty much tells him, I'll attack him at this point. This ends, or what was saying, we see Dr. Doom in the background that's pretty much spying in on everybody and says, perfect. This ends issue 10. Now, I'm going to continue right on to the story, Will, before we go really more into this. Um, issue 11 starts off with Shuri going down to meet with Namor. Now, she pretty much comes across him on a rock, and it, it, she tries to sneak up on him. And Namor kind of says, suggests, I can hear a school of fish change direction half an ocean away. When the currents in the deepest part of the ocean alter by a single degree, I know it. Have a reason to invade my island or this moment will end badly for you. Pretty much states, you know, this isn't your island. This is pretty much open territory. This island's never been claimed. So 
and pretty much just going after for the whole thing. You know who I am, and you know why I'm here. And Namor kind of suggests to her, like, I know your brother T'Challa, good man, an honorable man, which is something that has become increasingly difficult to find in this world. You value honor, I'm surprised. And he goes, more than you know. Without honor, life is meaningless. If you wear the crown of Wakanda, you should understand that simple truth. And pretty much Shuri states, really? Then how was honor served by ambushing and nearly killing my brother? Namor really doesn't answer this question. He pretty much just tells her that, child, you come from here distressed for battle and filled with righteous outrage. You are either badly misinformed or you are delusional. Anger and arrogance are not effective tools of start statecraft. T'Challa knew that better than anyone. So pretty much he doesn't state, and when she doesn't get what she wants, she pretty much attacks him. And this battle ensues. I'm not even going to really go over the reporters right now because the reporters are like side to me. I really don't care. But pretty much, if you want to know what the reporters state, pretty much they're saying that Shuri, or they're now kind of somewhat blaming Storm for this reason, that they have the drops, why they're having all this. So this guy is pretty much putting all that blame on him, which is not okay. So we turn back to Namor and Shuri. And pretty much the whole thing was, is that, so Namor, someone has the upper hand until Shuri, you you know, it, it's funny to see Namor because, you know, it's like he says, do you think gadgets or an armor will stop me? I faced irony. And and so she throws something at him. I can't remember the exact name of the technology. I think it's like a spider's bite or something like that. Or Desert Suns. There we go. Um, she throws it on that pretty much drains all the water from Namor. Now, that's what strengthens Namor. So without water, he's weak. And he goes, they'll leach to your moisture from your body. And so pretty much tell all the people that work with her, do not allow him to go back in the water. What does she allow him to do? get back in the water sucker comes back up strong as ever ready to attack and pretty much almost takes shuri out completely um i'm gonna finish that story up really quickly here and then we can kind of go um to some of the other ones um so pretty much she pretty he namor comes out back out of the water and almost destroys shuri um in the process of this mr fantastic thing and human torch come out of nowhere and stop the fight and says Pretty much they found that they might have been tricked into believing this. Um, <laughs> and Namor goes, tricked, and I love the thing. He goes, yes, your hotness, you've been punked. And, <laughs> and he goes, you know, it's just funny to see the thing. And pretty much Human Torch and Mr. Fantastic's pretty much date. Namor and Princess Shuri, we have to talk and we don't have a lot of time. Um so pretty much they come across saying that they've been tricked into doing all this against each other. Now they do find the person um, that is responsible. Um, and we find out that these are the mysterious people that are all around the table that's helping them out to do. Now, let's go to T'Challa really quickly before we continue and we'll go through a scene through Storm. So pretty much T'Challa decides, you know what? I survived against these magicians. Now you guys have to. And tells the Dora Milaje that pretty much that you there will be people that die today. Your job is to evade this because at this point you're going to be facing against this at all times. So all the magicians go up go up against these um, the Dora Milaje. I believe they said only two passed. 
if I'm not mistaken, only two of them passed away, which was really good. And pretty much he states, even though he was strict with them, he says, we're going to still pay them their families, everything like that, get them whatever we need. Um, now, Storm has a pretty impactful scene here, too. So when she's out there trying to help rejuvenate some of the land, um, there's a riot that starts. And in the process of this, she pretty much electrocutes some of these rioters. But we kind of find out that these rioters were pretty much like setting her up. Like, oh, well, he was just going to plant stuff. He was just going to do this. So pretty much now, Storm is looked at public enemy number one. Now, with that, I think that's a good way to end that issue. There's just a lot of stuff. There's a lot of dialogue. I don't want to go too far into the dialogue. Um, but Will, what's your take on the, what was it, on issue 11 and 10? Yeah, there's a lot of story that happens in those. And we're following like three separate stories all in one. We have the conflict with uh, Namor and Shuri and uh, how they're gathering the information of what happened. We have uh, the economic and uh, environmental despair that storm is trying to deal with and we also have uh the conflict that uh, t'challa is trying to go through in training his soldiers making sure that they're ready to go and uh, fight back against dr doom and everything is just happening so fast that it kind of like if it's your first time reading this you're gonna get lost pretty quickly because everything is happening all at once but you see like the um you see how manipulative dr doom can be because all of this is focused around him he's like causing all of this to happen and you can just see the kind of turmoil and kind of despair that he can rain onto the people so it's pretty intense okay so I will say this right now. That's why I don't really want to go all into the dialogue of what's really happening. That's why I try to sum it up really quick. At this point, it's like, how do we come across this and not really confuse people? And that's where I was like, let's just sum it up. And so pretty much we come across, you know, so we start up issue 12 back with Namor, uh, Myra, um, Zakar, um, Mr. Fantastic Thing, Human Torch, so on and so forth, and Shuri pretty much devising a plan of what they need to do to take down these guys. Um, now, what was it? So pretty much we find out that um, Nix is, and Mr. Fantastic have been working on trying to find the island of where they've been trying to locate them. Um, so they found the island that these guys are coming out of and pretty much state that this needs to sit Originally, Shuri pretty much states that this needs to be a her and Namor situation. It does not need to be all of them. And, you know, so pretty much they state, you know, that they can handle this situation, let them do it. Um, we turn back to Storm. Now, Storm is witnessing riots after this event that happened in the last issue with her electrocuting um, some of the rioters. Um, when they attacked some of 
Now, mind you, in that, and I don't think I really explained that very well. They were provoked, or she was provoked because she attacked. They attacked one of her. What was it? One of like her. I want to say understudy, but like somebody like underneath them, like her, one of her advisors. Um, so she attacked after, but of course, you know, the news didn't show that and there's riots all over the place right now. So pretty much, um, some guards come in and pretty much state, um, that she's being arrested because of this, that she pretty much electrocuted civilians. She's under arrest. Um, In, but the funny thing is, is that she's communicating with the Chala at this point. She's contacting him through via like a video chat, and pretty much they T'Challa, you know, pretty much, you know, that T'Challa. They pretty much ask him where T'Challa is, and pretty much T'Challa stands states, "I am no longer the king Arroyo, and they are no longer my people. Wakanda and I have become strangers." And pretty much Storm says, "What about us? You know, have we become strangers as well?" I look in your eyes, and all I see is anger. Where are we? And says, we are in hell, Arroyo. And that's when the two guards come in and pretty much T'Challa states, you need to surrender to them. At this point, don't fight them. Don't do anything because you're just going to cause more of a mess. You know, and pretty much um, Ramonda is sitting there, or T'Challa's mom is saying, you can't allow this to happen. And pretty much say, you know, pretty much he hangs up the phone and states, this is what we need to do. But we find out that he pretty much is talking with somebody, and we'll see soon, um, that pretty much he threw everything away. He threw even the woman that he loved to the wolves at this point. And all is in motion now, nothing can stop it. Now, we come across pretty much the ship is coming in um, to this island with all, like, name Morsher and all them. And they're, they're attacked by a mandroid. Now, Mandroid pretty much almost decimates their ship that they're in. Um, and so they all escape the building um, or escape the ship. And um, and so we find out that Dr. Doom has stated, let these guys take, take let their, like their, um, what's its face, their minions take care of the situation. That they've been running experiments and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so stated pretty much that they tell them, kill as many as you can. Um, and so the fight ensues. I'm not even going to go too much into the dialogue there. Um, so Absorbing Man is one of them, that, and he's connected that power and in including vibranium. And what was it? Antimantium as well, I think is it. Um, so pretty much the fight ensues between all these heroes and everything, and Namor... Shuri, all of them kind of find a way to take all these guys down. Now, they confront the creator um, of these or the person that does this or is doing this right now. But what they're not realizing is that there's people already invading Wakanda at this point. Um, some of Dr. Dune's people is invading. It, it's kind of, I'll put it this way. The ending is very anticlimactic. The way it sets it up, it should have been started in issue 11 a little bit more and then ended. Um, so I'm kind of summing it up because there's just a lot that happens here. Um, they kind of just throw it all at once. Um, pretty much, I'll say this right now, Shuri, Namor, and all them come were successful in their attack, but in the process, realize that Wakanda is being taken over. 
by Dr. Doom and his associates. Um, we find out that the person that um, that's been running this all is Walter Declan. It all, it all makes sense now. Retro-engineered technology, cybernetic, and mutant enhancement androids. This man used to be CEO of Damage Control, but he went mad and began selling his his wares um, to terrorists. So we find out he's been working with Dr. Doom all along. He's experimented on himself at this point and finds ways to escape. Now, the reporter um, that's been against T'Challa and them all along comes on the screen and he states, you know, the ruling family of Wakanda has fled in shame and disgrace. On this glorious day, Wakanda reclaims its strength and its national pride. And I have the honor of being the newly appointed press secretary for the Disturi party. Listen to me and you will hear the voice of free Wakanda, Wakanda for Wakandans. So pretty much Dr. Doom comes into play and starts taking over everything. Now, we find out that one of the people that the child has been talking to is Shuri. What we find out is they have this plan that they're working on. And they said, we've taken the most terrible risks imaginable. We've put everything we love at all, love, all that we hold dear into the lion's mouth. But now at last, the cockroaches are in the light. Your plan worked. And Shuri goes, our plan, big brother. Doom thinks that he has us on the run. But this war is just beginning. He and his allies have played their cards. Chala, now it's our turn to show them ours. Now we stop running and fight. This ends the whole run. Willie, just to kind of sum it up for you, what was your take on this story? What was your take on the last issue? It's it is a very engaging story. It it handles a lot of the uh kind of like the controversy that revolves around wakanda and the interaction with the public and like at the end you were you're right in issue 12 it does seem a bit anticlimactic but in a way it is also kind of engaging because it does make you wonder like what is this big plan that they have behind them uh where is it leading up to how will it affect wakanda what will they do about dr doom it it has so many questions that leave you wondering and kind of excited to move on to the next story see where it goes like i it's like i said i think this last issue was really it was rushed it kind of everything was happening at once and what they should have did is separated some of this into the issue before mm -hmm. um this is a really good issue that's why i said i probably didn't get that last issue justice was summarizing it a lot does take place I do recommend reading this story um, just to get the details that we did not cover because, of course, we're not going to go over every dial. We're not going to go over every talk, everything like that. Um, but we do see the ending of Wakanda falling, but we realize there's a plan behind the scenes of what Dr. Doom does not realize yet. Um, I do think some of this will be taken into the Wakanda Forever storyline. I don't think everything will. I would love to see Dr. Doom, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I would love to see it though. Um, but yeah, I recommend the story. Um, we just covered Black Panther Power. Um, you can buy it at your local comic book stores and trade paperback form. Uh, and I think this is a good way to end the podcast here. Um, thank you for listening to our podcast. I know, again, it was a little rushed, but 
there's a lot that happens and we're trying to make it condensed down to help you guys understand the story. Um, we want to thank you again for listening. Um, you can find Will and I on Instagram at Comic Talkers. You can find us also on Facebook and TikTok at Comic Talkers as well, where we give you the latest updates on our podcast, along with doing some different new things that we're trying to put out here soon. Um, also, you can listen to our podcast anywhere on Instagram, Spotify, or not Instagram, Anchor, Spotify, <laughs> Google Podcasts, and iTunes at Comic Talkers. Um, without further ado, my name is Brandon. Now we stop running and fight. Exactly. That comics always be the top of your discussion. Bye.